Good morning. For this morning's service, I would like to speak on Barnabas, a model of encouragement. Now, for my text, I will take from Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 37. Let me read to you the text. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possession was his own, but they shared everything they had in common. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and much grace was upon them. There were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. This is the word of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to hear your word. We pray that you'll open our eyes, that we may see wondrous things out of your word. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen. With the prolonged lockdown, everyone has to stay home. And staying home means being bored to death for some. For others, it might be living in close quarters, so much so that we cannot avoid are stepping on each other's toes. Staying at home means no work, no income. And for many, it has been a depressing time, especially for businesses that face uh, great difficulty. Further, the cases of infection are on the rise. So much so that closer to home, we see death of people whom we know, uh, those who might be close to us. And so, it is a depressing and discouraging time. In such a time like this, we need someone or we wish someone would be there to be able to encourage us. And in the book of Acts, we do read of such an encourager. And his name in Acts chapter 4 is Joseph. Now, he was called Barnabas, which means a son of encouragement. Now, in chapter 4, Verse 36. Now, Barnabas was a nickname because it characterizes uh, who he was and what he was doing. Now, the word encouragement uh, is the same word used of the Holy Spirit as the comforter. And this word actually speaks of someone who comes alongside us to encourage us, to help us, and of someone like a defending attorney coming alongside us to defend or plead our case in court. So this word is used for Barnabas. And Barnabas stands out perhaps in the early church as one who comes alongside others to encourage them in their times of need, difficulty. And that's why he's called Barnabas. And he's given that nickname, so much so that we've forgotten that his real name was Joseph. Now, in the life of the early church, we want to see that Barnabas encouraged two people. First, the Apostle Paul, and second, John 
mark. And he was able to encourage them to fulfill the ministry that God had given to them. Now let us look firstly at how Barnabas encouraged Paul. Now he encouraged him in a number of ways. Now we know that Paul was a persecutor of church and that he had a dramatic uh, experience at Damascus Road where the risen Lord encountered him and he became a Christian. Now, after he became a Christian, now we see that Paul wanted to meet up with the Jerusalem apostles. Now, in Acts chapter 9, we are told that the, the Jerusalem apostles were rather afraid of him. Well, understandably so, because Paul would have been like someone from a special branch who had been persecuting the Christians. And now he says, I'm a Christian, I want to meet with you. Surely the Jerusalem apostles would be rather afraid. But you know what? It was Barnabas who brought him, uh, took him and brought him to the disciples, as we read in Acts chapter 9, verse 27. And how Barnabas told the apostles about Saul on the road to Damascus had seen the Lord and that the Lord has spoken to him. And how in Damascus too, that he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus, how he was proving that Jesus was the Christ. So as a result, we see that Saul or Paul was able to meet up with the Jerusalem apostles and that he was accepted. So much so that Paul stayed in Jerusalem and moved about freely in Jerusalem, verse 28, uh, speaking boldly in the name of of the Lord. And so what we see is that Barnabas was able to discern the genuineness of Paul's faith and to be able to introduce him to the Jerusalem apostles and vouch for him. Here was Barnabas standing by Paul and vouching for him. Now, we also know that after Paul had uh, been to Jerusalem, he went back to Tarsus and he stayed there uh, for a while until Barnabas uh, brought Paul to Antioch. Now, last Sunday, you heard Reverend Paul saying that the gospel as a result of the persecution had spread to Antioch and that the Jerusalem church had heard of this. Now, yes, this gospel was spread because of the persecution that arose over Stephen. And as a result, we see that the church at Antioch was established and that it was growing rapidly, so much so that the apostles in Jerusalem sent Barnabas to see what was really happening. Now, when Barnabas went, he saw the church expanding and that he saw the grace of God are there and he really was so glad about it. Now he recognized that the task in discipling and teaching the church was perhaps too great for him and so he needed someone to help him to minister and to teach the converts so that they can become strong in the Lord. Now Barnabas knew that Saul had a a teaching and a preaching ministry. And so we read in Acts chapter 11 that Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, brought him back to Antioch. And Antioch, we are told, Paul and Barnabas taught the converts 
for a whole year in verse 26 of Acts chapter 11. Now here we see that Barnabas was able to encourage Paul by giving him an opportunity to minister, to exercise his gifts at the church in Antioch and to, to encourage him to have a role in building up the church there. In every church, it is important to find a place for someone with a particular gift to serve in the church. Now, this is an important task of church leadership. Every believer, we are told, is gifted by God. And there ought to be a place for everyone to serve God using his gifts. And so everyone has a gift. And we know that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we are told that the body of Christ is made up of different parts with different people having different gifts working together for the building up of the body of Christ. And so here it is so important for us to be like a Barnabas to be able to place Paul in a church using his gifts to build people up for the Lord. And so it should be that the goal of every church leadership is to encourage all members to exercise the gifts that God has given us to build up the body of Christ. Now, how do you think that Paul would have exercised his teaching gift in Antioch? Now, we are not told, but we can only make an educated guess about what he did from what he said to the Ephesian elders at Miletus. Now, at Miletus, uh, Paul actually said to them, I did not hesitate to proclaim to you the whole counsel of God. Here, we know that Paul's style or pattern of ministry was to go to a city and if there are converts, to stay there as long as possible to teach them the whole counsel of God. So here we see that Barnabas was able to use Paul in Antioch and there taught the believers for over a year. And I'm sure that Barnabas had an important role in spotting out the gifts of Christians in the churches and to encourage them and to use them. So I think in a similar way, let us be a Barnabas to spot out gifts of Christians that might have and to encourage them to use them for the glory of God and for the blessing of his people. Now what we see is also that Barnabas was able to encourage Paul by giving him a home base. Now when a Christian has a place in the church to serve, it is natural for him or her to have that church as his or her home base. So it is no different in Paul's case. He was exercising his teaching gift uh, in Antioch. And so Antioch would have become his home base. And Antioch did become his missionary base for his missionary journey. And when he finished his missionary journey, he would always return to Antioch to report what God had done with them and how God had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. It is important to encourage Christians who do not attend church regularly or, or do not have a home church to encourage them to have a home church. The danger of church hopping or church tasting is very real, so much so that, we, that they do not become a, 
a contributing member of the church by the gift that God has given them. So let us look out for these people just like Paul did and give them and find them a home church where they can feel at home and to serve with the gift that God has given. Now, another thing about Barnabas was that he was a, a man with a big heart, was able to allow Paul to surpass him in ministry. Now, in Acts chapter 13, we read that the Holy Spirit said to the leaders at the Antioch church, set apart for me Barnabas and Paul to, for the work I have called them. And so it led to Barnabas and Paul being sent out on the missionary journey. Now we notice that when they were sent out, we were told that it is Barnabas and Paul they went out. So during the missionary journey, we see that Paul took a very active role. Especially we see uh, in the spiritual encounter at Cyprus with Elimus, uh, the magician. At, uh, and then also Paul was preaching quite powerfully at Antioch of Pisidia. Um, now we notice that in Acts chapter 13 verse 43 and 46, you know, there is a change that here instead of Barnabas and Paul, the missionary team is now known as Paul and Barnabas. It does seem that Paul has taken over the leadership for the missionary journey. Now, imagine you are Barnabas. How would you feel someone whom you pick to be your co-worker taking over the leadership from you midway in the missionary journey. Now, we didn't see Barnabas complaining. In fact, perhaps he would have been quite happy realizing his own uh, limitation in gifts and the giftedness of Paul. Now, it speaks volumes of Barnabas' generosity of heart graciousness and willingness to allow Paul not just to share ministry with him, but to surpass him in ministry. I think there is a lesson for us that as church leaders, we should create space for other gifted uh, people, younger people to take over leadership as and when the situation demands. Will we be as generous? Will we be gracious enough? Will we be willing enough to do so? That in a ministry, we see someone better and with greater potential. Will we allow, will we pick the person to work with us and even surpass us? In this, I see a great lesson of graciousness and willingness of a Barnabas to allow a younger person to surpass him. This is a lesson that we can learn in church leadership. Yes, Barnabas was a great encourager. He encouraged Paul by bringing him from Tarsus to Antioch, gave him an opportunity to use his teaching gift and preaching gift. He gave him a home base uh, for his ministry. And what is remarkable is that Barnabas allowing Paul to move beyond him to allow Paul to 
fulfill his ministry to the fullest. Now we may say that it's easy for Barnabas to encourage someone who is brilliant, highly educated, a high flyer by Paul. Now it's quite different to be able to encourage someone much less gifted. Yet we notice that Barnabas not only encouraged the highly talented Paul, but he also encouraged John Mark, who dropped out from ministry initially. Now let us look at how, secondly, Barnabas encouraged John Mark. Now in Acts chapter 13 verse 4, we are told that John Mark accompanied Barnabas and Paul on the first missionary journey. He started with them and somehow in Acts chapter 13, verse 13, we are told that when they reached Perga in Pamphylia, John Mark returned to Jerusalem. Now, after the Jerusalem Council of Acts chapter 15, Barnabas and Paul wanted to go and visit the churches that they had planted on the first missionary journey. And so Barnabas wanted to bring John Mark along in Acts chapter 15, we are told. But Paul said, no, because he deserted us. Now, why did John Mark desert the mission? The no reason has been actually given. But we know that John Mark was an urbanite from Jerusalem. And perhaps as an urbanite, he would have found the missionary journey quite difficult with all the difficulties uh, that they encountered. Now, when Barnabas wanted to bring Mark along, Paul disagreed. And as a result, we see a sharp disagreement, so much so that the two parted ways uh, after that quarrel. Barnabas taking John Mark with him and going to Cyprus, and then Paul took Silas and went on uh, to Syria and Cilicia, to the area of the first missionary journey, and later on, going on to Europe. Now, we know that Barnabas took Mark under his wings. They went to Cyprus, and after that, we do not see the writer to the Acts of the Apostle saying anymore about John, Mark, or Barnabas. Now, in all probability, what we know is that Barnabas, as is usual, according to his nickname, would have carefully mentored and discipled and encouraged John Mark to fulfill his ministry. Now, nothing much is said about John Mark, except that there are two things that we know for sure. Firstly, we notice that Paul changed his mind about the ministry of John Mark when in his later years, when he was in prison. Now, when Paul was in the Roman prison, he wrote to Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, uh, we are told that he asked Timothy to bring Mark with him. And we read in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is useful for service or he is helpful to me in my ministry. Now, what made Paul change his mind about John Mark? Once he said there's no place for someone who is a dropout, and yet we see now Paul thinking quite differently. Now, John Mark has become useful for, to him in service. What has happened? I believe it is because of the ministry of encouragement by Barnabas. 
Barnabas, I'm sure, did not give up on Mark. In fact, Barnabas was cousin to John Mark, an added reason why he should not give up on Mark. And so he, he would have encouraged him to the extent that he would succeed in ministry. Now, in John Mark's case, I'm sure that Barnabas would have been patient, understanding, and willing to hone his potential and bring out the best from him. So John Mark, from a dropout, has become useful for Christian ministry. Now, tradition also tells us, secondly, that John Mark is the writer of the gospel according to Mark. Yes, John Mark, a dropout, had made good. Now, where would John Mark be without Barnabas's encouragement? Yes, it is easy for us to encourage people who are talented, but it's much more difficult to help someone who is a dropout, to be able to encourage them, bring them under our wings, so much so that they will fulfill the ministry so that they remain true and to be able to use the gift for the glory of God. Let us never think that someone who does not start well will not end well. It's not how we start, but how we finish the race for God is important. Some of us may not start well, but we may continue running. And if we are faithful, we will finish well for God. Now, how was Barnabas able to do what he did? Now, a clue is given to us in Acts chapter 11, verse 24. We are told that for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, of faith. A good man having the character, a Christ-like character, in a sense, a good man. Now, you remember, when Jesus encountered the rich young ruler, the rich young ruler in Mark chapter 10, verse uh, 17, approached him and said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered by saying, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God. So we can see that when the Bible says that he is a good man, he's really a godly man, showing forth the character of God and goodness. We are told that it's full of the Spirit. And someone sensitive to the prompting of the Spirit are uh, doing that which the Spirit will prompt him to do. After all, his nickname, Barnabas, son of encouragement. Now that word uh, encouragement has a wide range of meaning. Uh, it is translated in our Bible as a helper, comforter, uh, assistant, an advocate, you know, counsellor. Now here, uh, the word is used also of the Holy Spirit who has come to take the place of Christ to encourage the apostles after Jesus' uh, ascension to the Father. And the role of the Holy Spirit is to lead the apostles into the deeper knowledge of the gospel truth and to give them divine strength to enable them to undergo trials and persecution on behalf of the work of the kingdom of God. Now, so too, it is with Barnabas. You would have been endowed by the Spirit 
to have a deeper knowledge of the gospel truth and to know the divine strength to help him to endure the hardship and trials of Christian ministry for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, he's a man of faith. Of faith because he has faith in God to transform the lives of others for better. Those who have come to place their trust in him, that he believe that God who has done a good work in us will bring it to completion. And he believes that God will do his transforming work, that we will grow to spiritual maturity. That's why he's able to encourage John Mark. Now, we also know when Barnabas was first called to Antioch, the Antioch church, in verse 23, we see what Barnabas urged the church to do. We read in verse 23 of Acts chapter 11, when he arrived at Antioch and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their heart. Yes, he encouraged them all to be true to the Lord. The ministry of encouragement is to help people to be true to the Lord, to help them to utilize the potential, the gifts that God has given to us for the kingdom of God. Yes, it's able to encourage the Christians at Antioch Church to have their eyes on the Lord all the time, to have their hearts warm to the Lord always, to have their heads right in the Lord always, and to have the hands to the plow to serve the Lord always. This is the ministry of Barnabas. Let us be a Barnabas to one another. And there are practical ways in this difficult time in which we can encourage each other. Over the past month or so, we have a close friend who had COVID. We have known him back in Bristol days when, we, when I went to study theology in England. And he was 38 days in hospital. And now he's been discharged. And at one stage, it was really critical. The Christian Fellowship, we have a chat group, the Bristol Christian Fellowship group. And many people were praying. Many people were fasting for him. And also standing by the wife, encouraging her. Many were sending WhatsApp prayers, WhatsApp Bible verses to encourage the person, uh, him in such a difficult time. And there was even a prayer meeting held. And somehow after that, God was gracious. And he, and there was a turning point in his recovery. In this case, we know God is gracious. So let us encourage others uh, by our prayer. Let us open our eyes to see those who are discouraged, distressed during this time. And let us, in different ways, reach out to them. We can do so by WhatsApping them. We can pray for them. We can actually help them uh, financially or in or whatever way that is appropriate. Or perhaps uh, in this time of difficult, we can chit-chat over the phone. Nowadays, it's so easy. We can encourage different ones. We can help those who are in need uh, at this time. You know, very often, many people have needs. 
but they do not say. Let's discern and discern those needs and to minister to those needs. As members of the church, Paul had actually said that let us do good to all people, especially the household of faith. Especially at this time, there are, there are many uh, people who are going into difficulty because their businesses are at the verge of bankruptcy. Let us then stand by each other. Let us be a Barnabas to each other. Let's encourage each other, most importantly, to remain true to God. Now, there are many people that we can encourage. Let's be a Barnabas to one another. Let's be a Barnabas to encourage others to be faithful and true to God. Let us be a Barnabas to someone in need today or in the week to come. And may God help us as we do so for the glory of God. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the example of Barnabas. We thank you that you have, you have empowered him and used him to bless your church. Help us, O oh God, to be like a Barnabas, encouraging others rather than discouraging, to build up rather than to break down, to help rather than to hurt. So Lord, we just pray that you use us as instrument of your peace and instrument of your grace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.